0: All right, here we go, After Party 25. We're going to talk today about episode 75, which is entitled Party Time Excellent. Episode 76, the Crack'em Quorum. And episode 77, which is called Asking (laughs) for a Friend.
1: (laughs) Crack'em? Crack'em.
0: Crack'em. Just keep going. You got this.
1: Emily and I both looked at each other like what did he I just say what slide. I think he said? I was
2: also gonna let it go. <laughs> really?
0: I did, I, said crack yeah.
1: Yeah, I said Yeah. I thought I, I said crackin'. It's it's on tape. Crack-em. It's recorded. How do you say oh. it's not on tape
0: tape? You... corum.
3: Okay. There you go. That's a tough one. It's like... Unique New York. <laughs> Unique New
0: York.
4: Oh, I'm not even gonna try that one. <laughs>
0: So yeah, let's get started by talking about March Madness. Uh, we just finished it up, and everyone should know who the the victor is. Which it was just a shock to me. I mean, I wanted Barry all the way. I yeah. was I was one hundred percent. That was Barry. rigged. Uh, Rugar it was, was my not second.
2: Rigged. It was <laughs> not rigged. I, I was rooting for Rugar. I promise. <laughs> I yeah.
1: Did, yeah, I didn't see it coming.
3: I really liked Rugar for it as well. I would have been pumped. It. I mean, he came close. Yeah, he did. But that. Jerk Sardo.
4: Jerk Sardo.
2: <sighs> well, if Rugar had a better battlefield awareness, then maybe he would have been okay. That's true. I think it was the wagon that really was
3: his his yeah. downfall. He was staying too close to the wagon.
2: The wagon is Rugar's greatest strength and greatest failing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Rugar. Flew too high is what he did. Flew It'll too far in our hearts, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Who
1: who is it that started beating Sardo with his own hand? Like when his hand came off?
2: Oh, Izzy animated his own hands.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Animated his hands. Smacking him with his own hands. So good.
3: Didn't you say something about like a, it wasn't a hand job. It was a
1: reach around (laughs) yourself.
3: From the ninth level of the abyss or whatever.
1: (laughs) You'll be losing on this deal.
3: Snuck that little (laughs) sexual reference in there. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Is <laughs> he <laughs> oh, a thirsty girl? Is <laughs> he Izzy, thick and thirsty?
1: Sardo's <laughs> a, a thirst trap. Have you seen him?
2: Well, so what did you all think uh, of the March Madness? I mean, you think it was successful? I don't really know what we were starting out to do. I think, really, we were just trying to churn through some of our backlog, and we definitely did that. Yeah. We need to play again. We might not have an episode for Thursday. <laughs>
1: We were very excited to share the Heraklion role roleplay with everyone, I think. And then yeah. somehow it actually turned into this, like, cage match situation. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. Which I did.
0: I did, too. Yeah, I thought it was great. I liked posting the brackets out and, you know, seeing what was going to happen and having that little bit of excitement at the end of every episode where... Most of the time, I was I was pretty happy with the outcome, but there was a few that I was Aww, like. Grimy. I think Leland mentioned before. You know, if we do this again next year, we can maybe add a little bit of uh, character. Um, well, Stats. more character skills. Planning that might uh, you know adjust. You know, Chucky. You know, Chucky doesn't bring a lot to the table, right? But <laughs> you know, he could he could take somebody out if he's got his stuff. But no, I I I really liked it overall. I had a I had a good time listening to it. I still once again Sardos the Revenant Magician was not my
2: not my top <laughs>
1: pick. <laughs> Never would have called that one.
2: He might have been you the know. dark horse in that one, yeah, yeah.
1: But it's not like an underdog story that you're rooting for. You're just Grimby's the underdog you were rooting for, you know?
2: Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: That was But scary. that Bear. little like
2: He got robbed.
1: How did you make the sound effect?
3: Grimby's head is chummed.
2: That was probably my favorite
3: line out of the whole.
2: That's so good. <laughs> yeah, I, I had a really good time putting them together. Some of them I th- felt were much weaker than <laughs> than some others, but
0: it did seem like one of them you were trying to be quiet, like your neighbors were, you know. It was really late at night. Yeah, the
2: last few, it was literally like two in the morning of release day that I was re- recording them. Oh, jeez. Yeah, because there were some was like, yeah,
0: well, you know, and then they're, okay.
2: Here's what's happening. Yeah, more like, like I was it like it announcing golf. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes for the six-foot putt,
1: and it's good.
2: <laughs> That's a birdie on hole three. No, it's fun, and...
0: It'd be great to do it again next year, and maybe we'll do something else. Uh, maybe not a bracket type of thing, but maybe something with NPC characters uh, in the future, too.
1: I mean, Leland people. said that's it till next year, as if he's doing it again, so it's happening.
0: Yeah, but he had a lot of fun doing it, he so said he'd it. be willing to do, do it again. I mean, do something else with him. Right, he's, Right, Leland?
1: He's got good clips for uh, <laughs> audiobook auditions. We'll
2: kill all the NPCs.
3: Oh, there you go. I thought it was I thought it was just a really cool way to like kind of shine a little bit of light on all the NPCs not all the NPCs but you know a
0: good Lotto. a good showing of all the NPCs we've had. Yeah, when I was putting the list together, I was like where do you stop? It just kept going and going with all these great NPCs and then we just randomly picked the bracket, but there were so many other good ones that would have been fun to
2: Well, I mean, so I guess next year, where does Sardo fit into the brackets? He's the reigning champ. What kind of boost does he get for that as far as stats go? He gets a handicap, actually. You
1: should do what March Madness actually does, right? Number one plays number 16. Like, they have the advantage. Or we do
4: bracket as normal, and then whoever ends up being the winner next year goes against Sardo for one final
1: bout.
2: Right. Right afterwards.
1: Yeah. I mean,
0: is that is that how basketball works?
1: So, like in basketball, I tell you. No if about you basketball. so at least in NCAA, if you get first, second, third, fourth, like in your division or whatever, that is an advantage. So, like first place plays sixteen, second place plays fifteen, third place fourteen. Aren't they so almost then, guaranteed to win most of the time though? A lot, yeah, but a lot are upset that. as well. But it's that's the way they do it. I mean, some listener could correct me, but I'm pretty sure that's the way it was done. Years ago when I used to follow it. Anyway.
2: In six in seventeen years, when we have sixteen winners, then we do an oh. all championage. Oh, yeah, Dwight. now you're
4: talking. <laughs> there
2: you go. I mean by then John will be dead, I'll be married to Emily. <laughs> Who knows how the show will <laughs> look like then? <laughs> oh shit, all that was off mic. <laughs> yeah, I
0: won't be around sixteen years, more or likely. <laughs> We've all established that. <laughs> oh man. All right on my post-it note here so we'll remember. Okay. So are you ready to get into the uh, episodes? Yeah, let's do I it. Mean, I'm, I'm it. having fun with this. Alright. <laughs> so 75, party time, excellent. Takes place at the party at the Elder Keep where uh, we're all hanging out at the doorway, checking out the crowd at the beginning and so a couple bulleted items i have here we see tenchi who slips out the door um, side door of the party and i don't think we ever talk about tenchi slipping out again other than we know he went that way faldy didn't see him
4: he just went to the bathroom
0: i think Mm -hmm. it was yeah shaft and maybe mia but i mean i'm just bringing some of these things up so we can talk about why do you guys think tenchi was there
4: He's a high ranking member of society.
0: Tenshi? I wonder if
3: he's he's got some Tenshi's tattoo some guy, right?
4: Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, he's not a high ranking <laughs>
1: member. He's got the best potty in the in the joint. I mean, there's <laughs> another time. secret passageway in the washroom. Duh. You guys just oh. didn't find it. Yeah, no, I
0: mean Leland specifically brought up that Tenshi was there and, and left. Yeah, so there's significance. Yeah. Absolutely. Why? What do you I guys? Just, are you about? I am just
2: flavoring the crowd. I mean, it could be nothing. Yeah, oh.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. If we've learned nothing, that you don't say, it's like when you watch a movie and the camera pans across the desktop and it stops on the on the orange, and then it cuts, and you go, "Well, that means something." He didn't do that for nothing. He didn't bring up yeah. Tenchi for no reason. So Tenchi's there. Unless Tenchi's sort of a.
4: We've said that too many times, and now he's doing it to throw us off.
2: Oh. He's reverse yeah. psychologizing us. Oh, yeah. that's metagaming. I don't subscribe to that method of dungeon mastering. Good man, Leland.
1: For real, mm-hmm. though, I have no idea why Tenchi's there. Well, for all no you know,
2: all the elders could have a tramp stamp of their own.
1: Yeah, who knows? That's true.
2: Yeah, well, so Al-amar it's illegal to do one. it Al-amar. on directly <laughs> on. <laughs>
1: it's tradition above all else. Like, <laughs> 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 lower back.
0: Yeah. I I think what this means is we need to be a little careful when uh dealing with Tenchi potentially because he could be given information to the elders. Did you yes. me, did you mention anything about Tenchi talking to any of the elders or anything or we just saw no, him No, you up
2: walked in and basically as as you were walking in he was slipping out of the the ballroom.
4: So he didn't now, see us. He
3: he went over towards where the bathrooms are, didn't he?
2: Yeah, yes. he, he exited the same room that Fawzie and Shaft did.
3: And over there, there's bathrooms as well as the elders are uh, kind of on another hallway, the elder um
2: There was, rooms. if you recall, the hallway was a T-shape. There was a northern passage in which neither of you went down, but you decided to go uh, west, down the west hallway, which did lead, which does lead to the elder studies and, and their private dorms.
3: Yeah. Oh, see, I thought the northern hallway, I thought there was like an upside down horseshoe that the elders rooms were all dotted around and we went up one way and then
2: over and then down again no that's there very weird you right were confused you. when you had a map the entire four hour four and a half hours we were playing so <laughs> okay, it was, very, i want
4: to yeah. say i didn't have a map the entire time because i didn't know the map existed for most of the play time
2: i know how did you've that happen? Commented on it, it near the end of our play It <laughs> was on roll twenty, 20
1: guys.
2: <laughs> we were all in roll 20
1: I was moving I your was character for in on one little part. <laughs> oh. Uh. <laughs> it, it's a, it
2: is a to be fair it is a big map and the most of it was under um, covered by fog of war too. So most of it is just like a black screen. Uh, so yeah, it, it, it was a large map. But yeah, there's again it was I did describe the hallway as being a T. So you are familiar with uh. a, what a capital T looks like, correct, mm. William
3: I mean, there's different <laughs> shapes of capital T's.
2: Ooh, oh, of course. The there's, you know, it, Are we talking of... Times
3: New Roman or? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, so, so Tenshi could have went in, in a variety of, of directions. And of course, so the southern passage of that T would loop you back around to the, the front entrance of the keep as well. Okay. All right.
0: Then we do uh, what we typically did uh, in most episodes is we immediately split the party. Uh, I think the important thing to note here was we wanted to send Mia and Shakara up to talk to the elders because we felt that they would probably have the best chance of being listened to rather than Falzrin, who they don't <laughs> like for the most part, and Shaft, who has a little bit of a uh, history with Isabella, but probably, you know, with uh, Dr. Isabella Good, he's on, he's in pretty good standing with. So then we decided to uh, to split off, and let's see, we, we learned that Mia and and both are pretty uh, knowledgeable of how party etiquette works. Um, both of you guys mentioned that you know how these things uh, go down. Any comments on, on Mia's uh, uh, ability to uh, move a party along kind of thing? Well,
1: first of all, let's just note that Emily, while you read that, was cackling um, quietly. And she did not make my job easier at all. Ever talking to these others, Shakara was a little bit frustrated. I will say that you did help me when I got all riled up, um, <laughs> in episode whatever. So you did eventually. You did. You did eventually help me. Um, I do have a bunch of notes for you, John, um, about Mia's waiting for the right time and party etiquette, whatever. Um, essentially. Leland and I had talked about it, like, because of my background, we said, like, I would potentially know how things operate a little bit better, have a little bit more of a handle on things. However, he was not specific in, like, what that meant, and it's fine. It wasn't, like, this whole long conversation we had or anything like that, right? Like, I just didn't know what I would do at the party, and I think he said, like, well, you know how parties operate.
0: No, I think uh, think someone of your background would definitely yeah. be able to you'd be you know running a lot of these things at the temple where yeah. you'd be putting things together yeah i think you were the the person that probably should have done most of the talking and the situation in front of the elders
1: the issue becomes like i didn't have huge plans on what to say and sort of also was waiting or wondering if something was going to happen and like mm-hmm. I would know when that moment was because something would happen, and then nothing happened. Like I was kind of waiting and stalling for Leland, and then he was like, "Uh, stalling for me." Like I don't, I don't know. Oh, uh, he
2: was he was giving us time for rope.
1: Yeah, I was not nice. stalling, <laughs> stalling for you.
2: If you recall, in that it was a quick Discord message that you and I had, which I'm.
1: It's very quick.
2: I could. I'll bet. The, everything I have in my savings account that you did not go back and reread it before we played that session, probably not. Exactly. Shade. So the direction Shade in which I thrown. gave you, yeah, I didn't. Of course, you don't explicitly know how the party is going to play out because how how could Mia know that? But what I was what I was getting at, which I think you played you role played well, is that there there is a there's a there's a certain uh, procedure in a party like this. Uh, it was very clear when you walked in how uh choreographed the this opening kind of dance was as they were going on the floor. And later as the night progresses, which I don't think actually we got into any of these episodes, um how once that was all over, then the party really started to begin. So there was like everyone was gathered for a reason, uh yeah. in which Mia was aware. Uh so yeah, that you didn't there wasn't there wasn't much direction exactly on how it was gonna go down, but
1: I think I was pretty aware of the fact that we were in, like, full armor, totally not blending in. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and then, like, besides the fact that maybe Dragonborn didn't stand out or whatever, I think... I Maybe we didn't do this on purpose, Emily, but I feel like Mia and Shakara... Um, played like the young adult really well like we just like we kind of know what we're doing and are like adults quote unquote but i'm like 20 and you're 15 whatever for dragonborn and we just kind of like fudged it right like yeah just kind of like knew enough and knew what to tell them and but uh it again john and bill didn't hear some of the stuff right but um
0: that's what we're going to go to next if you guys are uh Ugh. Ready to get into that. Well, the next thing I had written down was that we may not have noticed that Leland did mention that Catalina was at the party, yeah. which is Brindle's wife, and was dancing out on the dance floor. So And
4: flirting with again, some other guy, it sounded
1: like.
0: Yeah, so any thoughts on why Catalina...
1: She is potentially... She's potentially unaware of Brendel's death and or doesn't care or was in on the Brendel being a deep scion and is a deep scion herself.
0: That's what I'm saying, theories here. I mean, she doesn't know Brendel's dead, I would assume. Uh, Unless she is a
1: deep scion herself. If she's a deep scion, she might know. They have ways of communicating information, the whole cult and all that.
2: Deep scion magic.
1: Yeah.
4: Mm.
2: Okay.
1: Deep scion. Right,
2: but even, okay, if she was a deep scion and she knows she wouldn't be acting that way and like I think what John is getting at like regardless of what she knows or doesn't know how is she presenting herself to the public and what is the public's knowledge of her husband's passing or or state of living whatever it is coincide with how she's acting
0: I mean Brendel had some maybe some kind of status right I mean his wife has been at this party she's obviously dressed appropriately and being asked to dance. Maybe yeah. she has some kind of uh in with the elders or which maybe Brindle then did also. Mm-hmm. Just I, I don't think anybody
3: would necessarily know that Brendel's dead.
0: No, I don't think they
3: know he's how, dead. How would but they, they know?
0: He might have he might have been in as part of their their team yeah. or have something to do with them and and maybe that means they're all deep scions or maybe that means He was infiltrating the elders. I mean, there's a lot of different things you could look at here. The fact that she was there and he brought it up is is really the important thing.
3: On the point of her, the way she's behaving, though, which is like happy and carefree. um, I don't think that's necessarily uncharacteristic of someone in her shoes who assumes that her husband is off on an errand finding his good friend to tell him about something or whatever, Right. Is
1: that Falzerin's perspective or your own? Because, see, I'm less trusting. I feel like she could know when she's acting.
3: Yeah, for sure. But I don't think it's um, a stretch to to also say that if she's not a deep scion, she's just living her life, you know, waiting for Brendel to come back once he's found Falzern.
1: What does Falzarin think?
3: I think Falzerin's wary that she she might have been in on the deep scion thing that that's um top of his mind,
0: I mean it was something you were gonna do. you were gonna yes. get go tell her that he's dead. The problem with doing that um yeah, he feels an obligation
3: to do that regardless of whether it's a bit risky or not um on the off chance that she wasn't in on it, she deserves to know.
2: So what what ex- have you f- has or thought about what is ex- how that conversation will play out? What ex- what's the extent of the information you're going to give her? Like you're gonna be like, hey, guess what? Your hubby was a a fucking traitor, and stab me in yeah. my goddamn I wizard feel back, like, um, and it's some I weird feel like. <laughs> Can I get you a drink? Well, yeah. <laughs> like, would you like to dance?
1: <laughs> we talked. We talked about Falzer and trust issues a lot, and then I don't feel like you're playing him as having many trust issues.
3: He he is very very weary of Catalina, but
1: but you would tell her
3: that doesn't override the fact that he feels an obligation should she not. Be involved in Brendel's deep scioniness um, t- to tell Catalina that Brendel is
2: is deceased. Sure, I mean, falls and had a relationship with Brendel, and by extension, has a fall a relationship with Brendel's wife. I mean, right? Yeah, Bill and I hasn't had haven't had the conversation, uh, in depth as to what exactly that relationship is like. Uh, so I mean, that's probably something we should talk about, maybe.
3: Yeah. Uh, You know, I've always thought that since Brendel was basically Falzern's best friend on the island, he would be relatively close with Catalina as well. Uh, They would definitely be, they'd be an amicable relationship. Um, And so, yeah, like I said, if she's, if she had no clue about him being a deep scion, he can't just not tell her that Brendel's passed away. It's it's risky, for sure, and he's worried about that. Uh, in case she was in on it, then he's putting himself in a dangerous situation. Would you tell but her
1: how he died?
3: I think I would... Um, and that
1: you killed him?
3: <laughs> I would play it one thing at a time. I would, I would start off with breaking the news to her that he has died and see how she reacts and be making lots of perception
0: rolls.
1: In who sight. actually killed In sight, did Bill. I... Get it right.
0: Yeah, insight. Did I kill Brendel or did he kill Brendel? I, I can't remember who, who
2: did the Brynna, final I think it might
1: Bryn have
2: been And yeah, 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 actually, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. did. I think it was yeah. Bren. Oh, well, then, then it's none of our fault. Yeah, your husband's killer is dead.
1: <laughs> I just, it's not like Bill didn't try and John didn't hit him either, but
0: we could just say, yeah, he, uh, this lady killed your husband, and Shakar over there killed her. <laughs>
1: Because <laughs> Brynn, I remember when I played Bryn, I was so I was so much more pissed at Brendel that I took him out first, caring about mm-hmm. him, That's leaving right. the other yeah. ones there. Oh, okay,
2: so, so this brings uh, b- us to before something... we move on. Before oh, we move sorry. on, no, it's one last question uh, for Falsy: is like how <laughs> how bad do you think it'll be if Catalina? Spots you before you approach her.
3: Um, it's going to be a, a bit of a sticky wicket.
2: <laughs> like she just sees you at this party and she's like, oh my goodness, Foster. oh, where's my husband? Yeah.
3: I made a conscious decision to try and not be seen by her or anyone else. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because a, I, I don't really want to have a confrontation with the elders in the middle of this big party, especially given that Isabella good is, is sitting along with them. So if Catalina sees me, that makes it a lot more likely that there's gonna be more commotion and one of them's gonna spot me. One of the elders would spot me. So Did you that's guys, why. Um,
1: as John and Bill, in the parts that you could hear and overheard, do you know why Isabella is in Heraclea?
0: No. Well, wanna, she's a special she's you a special make guest, some but we Um Well. I, as Shaft, think with the knowledge that I have from, uh, what's his name, the little gnome dude, uh, Tenerman. Alstoff. Alstoff. I think he's believes that she's there uh, to gain favor with the elders, um, or he should already gain favor with the elders to somehow link that in with uh, uh, the paladins, but I, don't, I haven't put all those pieces together yet.
1: What's your theory, Bill? Why is Isabella yeah. and Heracleon?
3: It's obvious that, I mean... I think we can assume that Falsy knows that she's the guest of honor.
2: Fal- Falzarin does know why Isabella is
1: okay. here. So Bill
2: Falzerin, just found something in Alamar's study. He found uh, a piece of parchment. Oh, with right! A rough, yes, 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 With a rough speech. Written so on Shaft
1: it. is the only one that doesn't know why Isabella is in this the guest of honor.
2: Currently, yeah, I think so. Okay, yeah. that's. There's been I was no just time
1: to have a some conversation speculation. About I, it I thought it was all, fun. So.
0: So so now we're getting to the place where in the after party where we're, we're going to do a first thing we've never done where we go off mic where you guys can talk about what Shakara and Mia talked to the elders about and I'm going to not listen and Falzer and I are not going to listen in. And hopefully we can because we're going to be doing the exact opposite here in a minute with, with Shaft and Falzer and talking to Leland. So,
1: All we did was learn that McLaren's Finest is the uh, the best type of ink for your spellbook. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and i, 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 I wanted, told you that i wanted to ask leland if he had that uh prepared or if that was on the spot
2: that was uh, off the coffee. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're like well of course it's mclaren's fine, so.
4: <laughs> we ran into one of the party goers who mistaked us for entertainment in. actors i yeah. got a
1: little upset
3: that yeah, was hilarious Shikara
1: needs to chill bill how did you hear that well <laughs> <laughs> like,
2: this is what uh, you, you adios are fucking terrible for abiding <laughs> oh. by those um, timestamps, honestly. I wanted but to ask this is, this is well before that, like okay, okay, we're talking about this, there was no reason then so okay, so let me back up. So in, in the time of recording, we split up and obviously when we split I had no idea really um what either what either segment would uh contain as far as information in regards to the characters that were not there so obviously in hindsight it's very easy to say yeah everyone could have listened to this and there was a point even in that recording where we got uh where uh bill had said you know what i think they could the girls could probably come back the ladies could come back and and be on mic for this And i said no i'm going to keep you apart and that was uh, basically, because I, I was drive, it was all driving to you, culminating in Alamar's office with Falsey and Shaft invisible and all this stuff. So I kind of knew that was where it was going to eventually lead to as things were progressing. So that's why I kept us apart. You know, I don't know if any of you recall that Discord mm-hmm. exchange mm-hmm. we had at the time, mm. um, but that I means that's why after the fact, then for listening, I know Emily actually said in Discord I think that it was probably fine, but. All the characters involved should both be like, "Yeah, you guys can all listen, right?" So that we avoid this in the future, where John could have just listened to it, and then we could have all just been fucking talking about it right now. <laughs> well, it sounds we like sa- we can. We
1: said uh, we said you could listen to our part, but anyway, I no, wanted. To Emily ask you said
2: like... that you could. You, I don't believe. I didn't see you agree and say, "Yeah, that's Emily. fine."
1: Yes, I did.
2: Well, okay, all right. I then it was missed. Fight, then, fight, then it fight, was missed. Fight
1: and bill said it was fine and john said nothing and then when john did chime yeah. in he said no i'd rather you not because he shat right Duh.
3: yeah right yeah i know i think that's why i ended up listening i think i thought that i got the okay but i didn't it listen out to, to all of it i listened
1: to all of 75 and then i listened to eight minutes of 77
0: Okay, so you guys went up and talked to the elders. I just have Roten down here off mic. So you guys didn't really get anything.
1: Shakara got mad at me for taking my time in the ballroom and everything. And then Leland came up to us as an NPC and like he thought we were acting. And I wanted to ask Leland if he really had a play prepared for this ceremony. Because he said, oh, are you the play? It started early. Oh, and I was like... I don't know. Today I was like, "Did Leland have a play he was going to act out as a? No, he he NPC? asked you
2: if you were here to put on a play. Oh, of what you were I thought marrying. you
1: said the play, as if May- there was oh one maybe planned. maybe
2: I did. I don't know. But okay,
1: so that made me think that you had one planned. <laughs> um. We, so anyway, like, we eventually get within 10 feet of the table, and we remember that Geneva was someone that falls and liked and trusted, and we talked to Geneva a little bit. Well,
4: fortunately, we caught her eye and kind of motioned for her to come talk
1: to us. Yeah. That's literally all that happened, and then you heard us talk to all the elders. So.
2: You are missing one uh, thing is in the crowd. You were listening to a bunch of the party goers. We,
1: yeah, we pointed out the fact that... So Alamar made a speech announcing why the guests of honor. No, no, but
2: no, before before that, before that, um, you've heard some people over talking and commenting about the shell ship and seeing shell ships.
1: Okay, yeah, true. So Creed. our ship, our ship has drawn attention,
4: but apparently not many people from the city actually go to the port. So it was a lot of hearsay.
1: That's a lot true, of people yeah.
4: talking about it, but not actually seeing it themselves.
1: So yeah, I guess if John would listen to it, Shaft just has to remember he doesn't know this, right? Should we talk about what Almar announced then? Since everyone else heard it,
0: I I'll get I'll take my headphones off and you guys can talk about it real quick because I don't want to know.
1: Well, basically, does anyone want to comment on the fact that she's now a sixth elder? Like that's
4: well, they're not going to have an uneven number, so they're not going to have somebody to be a final tie break vote. I mean, that was really just stupid on their part.
3: (laughs) Amen.
1: I I want to know. Huh. Her and Alomar must be working together or sleeping together or something, or <laughs> <We're> both. Uh, <laughs> well, think about it. Like he has so much pull, and so like why? Well, it makes me think instantly. If Izzy, which we don't, Mia doesn't know because Shaft hasn't said anything about Elstov and everything to Mia and Shakara, right? So we don't know that Isabella is related to what happened at the port and the metal animals and the paladins and all this stuff. Mia and Shikar don't know that. But knowing that and knowing that Elstoff is announcing her as an elder means they're to get, working together to me. Maybe.
3: It's the elders also function by majority vote. It's not just all Alamar necessarily. Okay.
1: Well, Alamar is very pro Izzy.
3: So he can certainly, he can certainly, you know, talk into the other elders' ears and try and convince them of his motives, should he want to, if he's pro Izzy, which obviously it sounds like he is. But I don't think he's the only bad one.
4: He's not necessarily bad. I mean, Izzy could
1: be bamboozling him. Right. Sure. But he's something shady. Something's not.
3: Who else is upset that the Tabaxi elder wasn't part of the NPC March Madness so he could get smushed?
1: Oh yeah, that would be
4: nice. <laughs> his voice, his. Voice.
2: Oh man, he's such <laughs> is that a jerk.
4: Keek? Was that his name, Keek?
2: No, that's Gundar. Keek's, Gundar. Keek's a human. Oh.
4: I don't like Gundar.
2: Yeah, I like Gundar. A jerk.
4: I, uh, you would. He's
2: sassy. You would.
4: <laughs> Shakara <laughs> wanted to smack him a new one.
1: All right. Well, poor Shaft. He knows the most about Izzy and everything, and then he doesn't know that she's now an elder. But anyway, let's let John back on the mic.
0: (laughs) Okay. So then the next thing was Falzren and and Shaft going into the uh, into the hallway, having a chit chat, and then going in and doing our little invisibility thing. Your shenanigans. uh, Yeah, in the stall. So. Uh, what I have written down here is always remember to cast pass without a trace before invisibility. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, that's a nice little. Uh, I, I liked how that played out.
1: <laughs> it's like nope, we you did it. Tough luck.
3: We would have been unstoppable.
2: Yeah, sure. I guess it was. Uh, it was fine when you were both together, but if as soon as I mean, invisibly, as soon as the two of you split up, then Falsy doesn't benefit from. Pass of the Trace, right? It's within 30 feet of of Shaft. Right,
0: but I'm not worried about that.
2: Of course, Shaft's not worried about that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Shaft's out for Shaft. I got
0: shit to do. (laughs) So, yeah, we sort of walked around. I I enjoyed the, uh, in my head, all the time of not knowing where he was and how we were going to communicate with each other, Mm -hmm. both being invisible, (laughs) walking around. Uh, You know, (laughs) so... I wanted to have a little, a little bit of fun there. I I would have played that up a little bit more looking back. But we sort of split up, walked into some different rooms. Um, let's see, I have down here that... Oh, one of my favorite parts of the whole separation thing was the scroll of Dimension Door and the push-pull of Falzerin and... You know, it can I take it? Should I not take it? What's it worth? Can I leave some money? What will make me feel better about stealing this? And uh,
1: <laughs> did you hear yeah, that part Emily, was, uh... or not? <laughs> no, I don't know John, about
0: that. <laughs> John, it's not stealing if you leave gold to pay for it. So, so it was worth uh, twenty five. He, he would put he put it back and. Had to try. He was going to tie the ribbon back together, so it looked like nobody touched it. Then, when he found out, he knew it was worth about twenty-five hundred gold pieces. He thought, "Well, this is just way too valuable for me to pass up." How many hours of time would you estimate this took? And he, she probably makes minimum wage. So then he did a little bit of
1: uh, calculation,
0: came up with fifty gold pieces. So. At one point, he was really being really careful that the <clears throat> ribbon was tied up exactly the way it was. And now when Sybil comes into her room, she's just going to find a pile of 50 gold pieces. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be obvious without a doubt that someone broke into her room and, and took the scroll. I'm sure she'll go in and go,
1: eh,
0: scroll a dimension door, 50 gold. That's probably about right.
2: Well, I got a raise.
1: <laughs> can, she, uh, can she cast some type of spell on those gold coins and figure out who they came from?
3: Oh, probably.
2: (laughs) (laughs)
1: All of a sudden, we've got one less supporter.
3: I think that's the elephant in the room. Sybil was on our side. John and I are sneaking around in this place, and these are high-level wizards. Like, at least one of them probably knows that we've been sneaking around in their
1: rooms. Oh, they have to. No doubt. They got booby traps, yeah.
3: Yeah, they probably have an alarm spell cast or whatever. Like, Alamar, you think Alamar is just chilling... With his room like not got any wards on it or anything, like no way.
4: No, he knows. He totally knows.
3: Maybe not, but oh, uh, I
0: don't know. It, it keeps me up at night.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Alamar. Just,
0: yeah, we learned a little bit about where Ren's lines are. I believe. Uh, I shaft is I, happy to see you come to the side a little bit more. I think like the sub.
4: <laughs> The subtitle to our entire podcast is The uh, Corruption of Falserin. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I don't
3: want him to to become bad, but I wanted
0: that scroll so bad.
1: But being bad feels so good.
0: It sure does. (laughs) All right. That pretty much wraps up 75.
1: When we were in the elders meeting all together and Leland let John and in Bill stay on Mike, we instantly were like, oh, they're listening, right? But that's just, like, as players, but as characters, we didn't know that. And he goes, John, you're good, by the way. Ha, ha, ha. It was, like, such <laughs> a good little line. <laughs> and I was like, where is John? What does that
2: even mean?
3: Yeah, because he didn't know until Leland said that, that John was hanging out.
2: Yeah, no. I debated actually cutting it out, but, I mean, like, the listener already knew, and...
1: It's kind of cool.
2: I just wanted to make it clear to the listener that they weren't wondering, oh, did Shaft make it into the room or, or, you know, kind of thing. Right.
1: So uh, I have a question for Shakara regarding her story to the elders. So of all the things that you say and all the times that you've thrown Falzern under the bus lately, like you literally to Geneva are like, Falzern's in the back of the room. (laughs) Like he's here. Didn't want that to come back and bite us later. And he's like, oh, why didn't you tell us Falzern was here? Yeah, yeah. So that's fine. Why did you protect him in the way, or why did you protect the Tritons? You specifically left out the name Tritons. Because...
4: You just
0: said friends.
4: Yeah. yeah, I felt that would have been going too far. I mean, it's one thing to say Falzern's in the back of the room, but he's very protective of the Tritons, and that's not my secret. That's his secret. My secret was Falzern was there. I, I could share that.
1: I took your lead, right? So you didn't say it... And I kind of let you give the story and chimed in when I wanted, but I, I almost was like letting you say what you wanted to say, you know.
4: And then we could always claim well, we didn't know who his friends were, we we if somebody ever calls us on and be like, oh, he never told us because he's so secretive about that.
0: Yeah, I have written down here that you did uh, sort of, well, not allude to. You said there were missing books in the library, and uh, especially the ones on deep Scions. And uh, I believe they gave you access to the Keep Library, right? He said you can go and look at anything that you want.
1: Yeah, yeah that punk Alomar is a freaking jerk, though. And, like, he's <laughs> saying, he, for sure, he's like, I will have guys look into it. It's like someone saying, like, Yeah, 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 we'll look into it. And then it's just, He's, he's not... giving you
2: interns. What are you talking about? He's devoting yeah, Keep he's resources. He's giving you the most
1: useless interns possible. And... <laughs> well, he didn't say that.
4: And you don't you don't know that. I mean, well, yeah, after your attitude. <laughs> yeah, you sassed
1: him. Sassed him big time. Well, Alamar sassed me back.
0: After you uh, talk about the library, uh, before that happens, we do have one other great voice that came in as Gundar, the uh, <laughs> the cat. That
1: was a good and voice, by the <laughs> way. Gundar that was good. gets
0: very pissy about Pisces. Any comments on that?
1: Well, again, what are fishermen going to do versus, like, the most powerful wizards in a spot? Yeah, I
0: thought that was a good comeback.
4: Yeah, that was good. I think that saved it. I mean, Shakara was definitely losing it at that point.
1: Yeah, Mia, she was snapping in a Z formation.
0: I think the question is, why is Gundar saying that? Why would Gundar, as one of the elders in this room sort of downplaying and going, why should we get involved? This is... Pisces is not
2: doing anything. Because he's
1: a freaking deep scion.
2: No, so so what Gundar's problem was is that the two of you, Shakara and Mia, were there asking for some proactive measures from Heraklion when they were also perfectly fine with Pisces doing just enough to defend themselves. In which... Alomar had already said, well, Heracleon will also do that. And that, and then, but so yeah, that's why Mia's comeback was so good. But that was really what Gundar's thing was like, yeah, why are you asking so much of us? Like, what are you talking about?
4: Yeah, why is it good enough for Pisces to defend and not good enough for Heracleon to
1: defend?
2: Sure, sure. No. Oh.
1: I guess, like, we were asking Heracleon to do more proactive in the way of, like, we really do want them to help us hunt this thing down and kill it young. But again, we, I think with the smartest minds that we have around us, like can we not figure out a way to track it or do something where we're not scouring the whole sea for this thing? I mean, it doesn't seem to be hiding far. I think there could be a plan, but yeah, I don't know.
3: And also with, with all of the knowledge in Heraklion, um, can we not find a way to much more effectively battle this thing rather than just, you know shooting arrows at it and and taking, uh, you know, an axe at this thing, right? So, like, mm-hmm. it'd be nice if if there were some knowledge tucked away in Heraclan that would tell us its weaknesses and how we can best fight this huge,
0: powerful beast. So then Sybil, who is the one I think you stole the uh scroll from, she, uh... Not Sybil's not. I thought it was. No,
2: no, sorry. i was shaking my head because I'm like poor Sybil. Oh, no. Poor Sybil. This is Sybil.
0: Sybil, and we mm-hmm. mention as I as Leland mentions holding her obsidian wand. Yeah, yes, In your mind, still holding and it. And then uh, she is very much not convinced that this is a threat. So why do you think Sybil, as one of the uh, elders, is taking that stance? I wasn't sure how to
3: read Sybil because it, is it that she doesn't believe it and there's something going on in this obsidian wand, maybe, or she's just a very, very nervous, anxious person and this wand is like her thing that makes her feel more safe and she doesn't want to believe it because she's in denial and because it makes her too it,
1: She's a
4: head in the sand kind of person. She right. She won't believe yeah. it she, she sees it. Yeah. yeah. And her wants her security blanket.
1: I mean, staring at two chicks in full armor, she might not feel comfortable enough putting her wand away. That's a very good point, too.
0: Did did uh, Falzern say at any point in time what his thoughts were about either Gundar or Sybil? No. Friend or foe?
3: No, he, he basically only made comments about Alomar and
0: Geneva. Okay. Well, that's when uh, we get the great line, Oh, be quiet, Alomar. And Alamar just goes off. He is uh, not happy about being told to be quiet. Oh, so good.
1: Uh, Well, I think, okay, looking back and looking at my character sheet, I played Mia perfectly. Like, Mia is uh, at times considering herself to be quite a big deal and, you know, potentially part God and a little bit of a big ego and. And the Brightwood name. Yeah, and the Brightwood name. She's, like, extremely proud of Beric and Thor and her family name and, like, would die for them, like, to protect them and the honor that comes with that name. So she wasn't having it.
2: Yeah, and it means nothing to Alamar. Alamar was shitting on your heritage, really.
1: Yeah.
0: So you are like a big name actor and you go into the room and he's like, I've not seen any of your movies, nor do
2: I care. <laughs> no, no, it's it's more like I've seen your movies and they're shit. Quite oh, frankly. Yeah, yeah. Yes, that's what yeah. it that's what it okay. is. Okay.
1: That's what it was. Oh, yeah. 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 Well then we get um Mia's really, really, really uh great <laughs> great speech. Oh,
2: here it, here it comes.
1: This is my joke here. Uh
3: for any of you fans of the office out there, here you go. Well,
1: I'm going to play my speech first and then I'm going to play Michael Scott second, and you will see the familiarities or similarities. Are there any any other resources, secret volumes locked away anywhere? Any little book tucked somewhere? We need re- we need access to that. Not just the keeps resources, any other resources? In okay, so it's me saying any about 15,000 times and continuing to repeat myself with saying things like private and secret and just repetitive statements. Any.
3: Any. Are there
2: any?
1: <laughs> any. Anyone. Anywhere. Any. All right, here. here's Michael Scott. Don't ever, for any reason, do anything
2: to anyone. For any reason. Ever. No matter what. No matter where or who or who you are
4: with or or where you are going or or where you've been.
1: Ever. <laughs> for any reason whatsoever for any reason whatsoever so like as we're listening Ever. back to that I was like oh my gosh I must have been watching that episode recently because <laughs> I just sometimes I start a sentence and I don't know where it goes and it's kind of like an improv sentence happening it's an improv sentence that's what, that's what Michael Scott says
2: I I think uh, I think this this whole Alomar's study conversation was one of my favorite bits of RP that we've ever done on the show, and I think Almar is my new favorite NPC. <gasps> no, oh, I love him. I love him. <laughs> he had what one is it line like, like, "Oh, I just because he's a fucking asshole." I just love it. And Yes, he is. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know. I really like him. You, you connecting love with playing
1: them. the a holes. <laughs> <laughs> You do a good so it job. It Comes
3: naturally. Yeah. <laughs> we're getting we're getting quite caught up. To, well, yeah, exactly. It comes naturally. Good point, John. Um, <laughs> I don't want that to go unnoticed.
2: Um,
3: we're getting pretty caught up to how much we've played, which is awesome, and I'm that's part of what March Madness was all about. But I think Alomar is probably going to have some big, um, big roles to play over the next couple play sessions we have. I'm betting it's going to be really interesting to see if and runs into Alamar and, and what happens there. And if there's a big, who knows, big showdown. Huck and fireballs.
1: I forget where we <laughs> left off, to be honest.
3: Dimension
0: doring all over the place. <laughs> Which That's pretty much the end of 76. And starting on 77 is uh, Shaft Solo. And this is something I do want to talk to Leon about without any of you listening. All right, all right, everybody's off. So let's talk about the room real quick. So so there was a few things. Um, We we go down there, and I was listening in back to it. There, he does cast spells to be able to get into the room, right?
2: You saw him, yeah, do some type of incantation and some type of yeah spell, which is very
0: uh. Going to be a problem when we get back to play again, because uh, <laughs> we ended at a certain spot where that's going to be very difficult to uh, to talk about. Um, so in the room, we have three zombies in different uh, levels of deterioration. Right? I think
2: there's four of them. Yeah.
0: Oh, there's four. I'm sorry. I can remember. Okay. Um, I remember you went through the items on the shelf, and he actually did look through the different uh, things as he was down there. Um, there was three scrolls at the bottom in casings, or in uh, cases, I believe. Yeah. And uh, I remember we talked afterwards, and you were sort of surprised that I didn't take any of those. Yeah. And uh, I think the idea, my my concern was two things. Number one, I was going to run out of time, and I was going to become visible again. Uh, and number two, though, I didn't want to disturb anything. I didn't want anything to be uh, noticed that somebody was there to set him off, uh to be concerned that somebody had broke into this secret library, right? Yeah, that makes sense. But what, when I did listen back to it, I kicked myself because what I wanted to do, and I didn't at the time because I think we came into the time period thing, is I wanted to go over when he was writing in this journal that he had. He was looking at these reference books and writing things down. So that journal has to have the pertinent information that that we need, Right. He's he's done all the work looking through the books. What I wanted to do was knock over the inkwell, and then as he went to try to clean his papers, steal the journal.
2: Stag the book.
0: <laughs> That's what I should have done, and I kicked myself for not doing that.
2: Oh, man. So that was, the mo- that was what I was most frustrated with. So, okay, so let me ask you that about that. Had you done that, what... Would you ha would you have shared that with the rest of the party? What would have come afterwards then?
0: So I I think I would have looked at it first to see if there was anything I could understand, and if it was all stuff that was beyond my spell abilities, I would probably share it with Falzern. Mm, Okay. But um I think right now I am have concerns about Mia and Shakara. Mm. They seem like they're a little bit too much of wild cards in this uh in this thing. <laughs> so, I, yeah, so, mainly, I know it's there, I haven't shared it with anybody yet, and I think they know it's that the room is there, right?
2: Not in this batch of episodes, but where we are in our play, yeah.
0: I mean, okay, so Falzrin knows there's a room.
2: Falzrin found it himself, yes.
0: Okay, yeah, so, yeah, I think... I those are the things I wish I could go back to do is probably take the scrolls outside of the the um, covers and the left cases. them, the covers there. Yeah,
2: that makes sense.
0: The cases, yeah. yeah. I should have done that, and then the other regret, of course, was uh, not snagging that book. book. Now, I don't really get the whole zombie thing, so that's still, I've got a lot of thinking to do there on why he's <laughs> doing that.
2: So you have any other
0: questions for me?
2: Um, no, no, I think those are all very astute observations, and I'm glad that you uh came to them, <laughs> because they will be important.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm afraid they are. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yeah, listening back to it, I thought, damn it, I should have just did it, but I was so worried about the time running out, and all of a sudden me going, bink, you know, popping yeah, in right. the room in front of him might have been bad. Um... <laughs> so
2: okay that's all so that kind of moves us into Falzern and Shakara's little solo there or Shakara's solo with Falzy <laughs> eavesdropping so mm-hmm. I guess yeah I guess well, just with with the two of them and no one else to talk about because I want oh, to see what do they even, have to why talk do about
1: why do I even come back
2: <laughs> I know I'm sorry <laughs> okay wow Falzern you're sleuthing this batch of episodes I gotta say pretty on point pretty unwizardly like
3: <laughs> i was very very excited about taking invisibility
2: channeling your inner brin yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah i mean that's 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 accurate um yeah there were some other spells that i like really was tempted to take but invisibility just has so much utility
2: yeah it does yeah
3: so i was really excited and falsy i've always played falsy as liking utility spells as well, like using I mean a huge throwback to using Mage Hand to smack the
2: <laughs> the flesh golem. <laughs> the flesh golem in the back of the head wow. when he's fighting the
3: Arcanist in yeah. session one. Um so as much as he he likes to you know do ev- evocation stuff, utility's fun. hmm
2: Alright, so so what did you think about this conversation that Shakar had with Isabella?
3: Uh well that was that was some stuff that was said that's for sure
2: uh huh yep <laughs> oh
3: man it honestly it it's fantastic to finally have a little bit of a peek behind what's going on with all the hostility and n- know a bit more i mean i'm quite suspicious of campbell um which
4: why ever so
3: which hurts me Deeply, because I love (laughs) Campbell. (laughs) But, yeah, it it sounds like I don't think Campbell's necessarily a bad guy, but he's being influenced by some, this primordial force or being, which is crazy. I don't know what's going on there. Um, Maybe Campbell's, uh, you know, still a good guy or always was a good guy. And doesn't know what to think about this powerful being who's feeding him information about Falsy being bad or maybe Campbell's been turned um, based on what Isabella said about these primordial beings sometimes having a, a, a major influence on mortal people and then there's the just the little thing that Shakara said about having to take and out
4: <laughs> just, just a little, little bit about no that, big yeah. deal And Izzy being okay with
2: it? Yeah, Izzy being fine with it, yeah. Well, if you must. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, thanks, Izzy. Oh, man, I am just ecstatic that Isabella is back. Oh, man. Yeah, me too. Fuck, every interaction with Isabella and Shakara, I just, was so good. So good.
4: What about uh, Isabella saying she has a connection with Erica.
3: Yeah. So that's definitely going to influence later episodes. I think we will see um, that coming into play because if, if Isabella knows whether Erica is dead or alive, like in hopes and assumes that Erica is dead, but he's not certain about it and, and he can't, there's no way for him to be certain.
2: Are you more or less, which side are you now leaning to both of you after hearing what Isabella had to say?
4: Erica's alive. Erica's totally alive.
2: Yeah, I think she probably is.
4: Minus an arm, maybe, but.
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: Before hearing that, um, Falzern was probably like 75% plus uh, thinking that Izzy's dead. Uh, Erica is dead. Erica's dead. dead. Hmm. But, you know, that little bit of him, the back of his mind is just kind of like chewing away or gnawing away, being like, oh, what if she's not? Yeah. And now it's like, oh, crap. She's more than likely still alive.
4: Well, as Gozer said, dead's not dead till see dead.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Gozer's words of wisdom.
2: Yeah, right. It was Part of this conversation was about the infinite storm, too, and why it would have ceased. But what didn't come in, because, you know, obviously Shakara didn't mention it, but like Erica's lair totally collapsed and was destroyed as well. In addition to her being Uh, injured or killed or whatever is happening with her Uh, so that could have influenced the storm's power as well
4: Mm, yeah
3: yeah i hadn't really thought about the storm being a concentration spell or or spell-like ability that would end just by her being severely injured which makes a lot of sense or like you said the lair having something to do with it and the lawyer the lair being destroyed and collapsing releasing its its power over the infinite storm yeah um was really excited about about the disappearance of the infinite storm being evidence that eric is dead (laughs) (laughs) i don't think he can cling to that anymore nope it's going to be really interesting to see how falls are in plays um plays out the the upcoming interactions with shikara given his knowledge
4: I'm coming for you. <laughs> uh,
3: I'm sure an evocation wizard will have no problems with a dragonborn.
4: Uh huh.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> so, Emily, what does what does Shakara think about Izzy?
4: Um, she's. I'm trying to remember what all they they told her about Izzy. and I don't think she they really told her a lot other than she's not good and falls her and had some run-ins with her um i don't know if they ever told her that she was a hag i don't know if shakara yeah i
2: know no, i don't i don't think so but i mean like shakara saw what erica's arm looked like and they're supposed to be sisters so i don't know what kind of two and two she can put together there um but i mean isabella seemed to be very upfront with shakara as far as her dealings with I mean, she admitted to putting out a hit on her sister.
4: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, really. And then said she's not powerful enough to take Erica down herself. Down Erica. Which is... I mean, that could be something totally... You know, Erica's bad, but Isabella's not powerful enough to take Erica out. So maybe Isabella's not not as bad or not bad like Erica is. Mm -hmm. Because, once again, just because somebody's siblings doesn't mean they're both bad.
2: Sure, sure. I mean... Isabella is walking around with two non-Flesh Golems, I swear, bodyguards.
4: <laughs> Which Shakara doesn't know. She just knows there are two bodyguards that are completely covered up and don't talk.
2: Right, right. So um, yeah.
4: that could be anything. <laughs> <laughs> I think Shakara's in a lot of denial right now. A lot.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, she's... I mean even in in your second little solo part like Shikara just like getting advice anywhere she can she can look for it. Yes. It seems. Yeah.
4: Yeah. The fact that Izzy was so seemingly honest with her and and took the news that Shikara is supposed to kill Falsey, who Izzy's supposed to be tied to. Mm-hmm. And seemed to be understanding about the situation that Shakara is in. If Falls, Ren and Shaft wanted to go after Izzy, Shakara would have a problem with that.
2: Interesting. Well, I mean, basically your entire conversation was framed in the guise of the means justify the ends, right? That was all this greater good kind of discussions that the two of you were really getting around. I mean, yeah, Isabella mentioned hinted at, you know, her reasons for wanting Erica kaput and outsourcing. <laughs>
4: <laughs> All comes down to saving saving the world. You gotta save the world.
3: I was really surprised at how forthright Izzy was with Shikara. I was expecting her to be a lot more cunning and um, less honest. Me too. She kinda spilled a lot of beans. So that that I think that's telling.
2: I was surprised at how forthcoming Shikara was, quite honestly.
4: I don't know how much of that was Emily wanting Bill to know some information.
2: <laughs> I was going to ask about that, yeah, yeah. Cuz obviously, Emily, you knew that Bill was here. Like I'm listening in. Right, so. right.
3: <laughs> I think that like you said, it, it kind of makes sense that Shikara is just looking around for any any advice or information she can get to help sort herself out of this mess that's going on inside her head. Like she's really, I think, mixed up about what to think about Falzern and and potentially Campbell and all this stuff.
4: Very much so, yeah.
3: So people who are in that situation are more likely to spill more beans in order to maybe get some insight from an outside perspective.
4: It's it's a third party who's not currently involved and you guys you, Falsy and, and Isabella and Shaft and Isabella and Mia doesn't know her at all. You're not particularly close so if I tell Izzy something there's not as much of a chance that she's going to come back and tell you guys. Right. And she's impartial to my situation to an, to an extent to, to where I need to take care of Falsy, But... <laughs> And she said she had information, so now I'm, like, grasping at straws to get any information about my situation.
2: Right. So how, how much more susceptible does Shakara's current frame of mind make her, though, to, to treachery, to being taken advantage of, to maybe being con- led down a, a, a bad path for her? probably shouldn't
4: tell the one that would be in charge of leading her down that path but yeah <laughs> yeah probably i mean it, isabella could definitely dangle some strings right now
2: well uh, uh, yeah sure uh, as i mean we've known she's known to the to all of to some of the players and characters to have done so in the past but i mean quite frankly everybody you're meeting are complete strangers and there's so much shit going on even in just even in heracleon that may or may not be directly tied to the Kraken business or, or you know, the, the palate and stuff. Like, it's all not not great. <laughs> like, no.
4: <laughs> I want a happy place. Where's the happy place in this bar, eleland <laughs> There's got to be somewhere that's just happy.
3: <laughs> it's the library in
2: Heraklion. There no, you go. Not. Yeah, it's no, the knowledge No, <laughs> it's
4: not.
2: It's all about perspective.
4: There were no coloring books, damn it.
2: Well, maybe Shakara never should have left her village, or, and she would have been fine.
4: Yeah, that's the happy place.
2: <laughs> yeah, you left the happy place. I did.
3: Yeah, that was that was definitely a very, very interesting little exchange there, and I'm stoked that Faltern was able to listen in on it, because I think it makes per- perhaps some resolution of this inter-party feud and mistrust um, more able to be addressed.
1: Hmm.
2: Let me ask you this bill. How do you think that Keck factors into all of this mistrust? then
3: I honestly don't know what to make of keck i s i have I have not ever had any like fantastic idea, and I still don't quite get like where she come like where did she come from? Where does she get this information i like there's there's this primordial being that's feeding someone that Shakara knows um, a good friend of Shakara's I think she said so it's not Keck information about Falzern being bad and then there's also Keck who claims that Falzern is bad and she had goggles that supported that.
4: Showed you were bad
3: Yeah I've got no idea to be honest I'm sure there's smarter (laughs) people out there who could maybe put piece some things together, but I don't know. I, I don't know what to make of Keck. Other than that I'm just appalled by Emma at this point. Just can't believe can't believe she would do this to Falzan.
2: That's what I take away oh, from. Oh yeah. Keck. She still wants to kill you, Falzern. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, I, I am glad. I do think, like, finally, this this honestly is, like, the first instance of Falzern getting some type of upper hand. Like, you, you know what I mean? Like, it always, like, to date, I mean, the lot of you, it's all been reaction, 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 reaction. But now, finally, Falzern has a bit of information that he could possibly proactively take some type of action on, yeah. uh, whether or not that comes down to his uh, future interaction with Isabella or with some more of the elders and stuff like it's really it's really good and i think you utilized your your that third level spell slot to make the both you invisible i think you utilized it very well i think so oh um, yeah. man yeah, these are I, these are really good this is a really good play session for us for sure
3: i'm i'm really really excited about our next one or two play sessions to be able to like you said Falterin's finally got some tools in his uh in his tool belt to be able to maybe sort some of this mess out and and have a little bit of ammunition on his side if he if he decides to confront shikara about her opinion of him or izzy or the elders like there's finally something for him to work with Mm -hmm. he's got some Mm -hmm. info that that i mean who knows how that's going to pan out and how well he's going to how good of a job he's going to do of using that information and <laughs> still may blow up in his face, but it, at least there's okay, something.
2: one one last question for you. And then I'm going to boot you off too. And Emily and I will talk about her last little bit of 77. How poorly do you think Shakara may or may not uh, react uh, when, and if Falzern reveals that he had heard this conversation happened between her and Isabella
3: that's the sticky part right like
2: <laughs> <laughs> there's
3: information that if fallser and knows that which he does it could really help I think um the conversation between them um potentially work towards a resolution but the way that he got that information is not going to help his case
4: Shakar is just going to give you a great big hug.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And
4: everything will be fine.
2: <laughs> so, great big fiery hug. it <laughs> uh, <laughs> would
3: be a real shame if Falsy dies from one of the own party members.
2: <laughs> that would be a fitting end for Falzi. You won't be the <laughs> first one I've killed. <laughs> <laughs> She's got a taste for it and she wants more. <laughs> Yeah, I think um I think Falzern will have to employ a lot of tact to even begin yeah. mending this bridge. That I mean quite as far as is concerned anyways, he has had no course in destroying. Like no no place or hand at tearing down this bridge that was tentatively up, <laughs> right, for this this new friendship.
3: Yeah, he didn't really do anything to, to land him in the place that he is right now. It all was it was outside factors that yeah. he had no control over and wasn't even aware of, really. Yeah. So, yeah, it's interesting.
2: Maybe you can finally grab the reins here and get a hold of this, this runaway wagon.
3: I'm not sure how much each of you are involved in orchestrating this whole plot line, but I like
4: all it. Oh, Leland. <laughs> Sound, sounds about
2: right. <laughs> <laughs> all right get out of here bill okay. <laughs> <laughs> so then Shakara goes and has a visit with geneva vansk yes so what do you think of how that conversation went you think shikara learned much more than speaking with izzy
4: well yeah shikara learned that you can break a pact mm-hmm. it's not necessarily a good idea but it's also not a good idea to be in a pact um, yeah
2: which, which is the worst evil
4: and that potentially Alomar could help her but then she would have to get on his good side and be nice to him <laughs> which that would take a lot
2: yeah yeah
4: <laughs> and that is powerful Alomar is apparently very very powerful and probably not someone to piss off
2: yeah, and he comes from a very prestigious line, uh, prestigious bloodline of yeah. elves as well. Apparently, of powerful elves. Yeah. I uh, I, I I like Geneva too. I don't know because Geneva's actually nice, whereas Almar's a dick. So I do like nice NPCs.
4: She's nice, <laughs> and she's more down listener. to earth, and she's she's real. She's more real, I think.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. She was very aware of. How how bad that situation could be. Um, one, I mean, she's been there. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I like that. Down to earth is a, she's kind of level headed. I think.
4: Yeah, it's amazing that falls her and thinks it's Campbell, just Campbell.
2: That's that's the best. Yes, that is that's awesome. Um, <laughs> that's so good. That's why I really loved the title for seventy seven.
4: Yeah, I did too. <laughs> I was like, oh,
2: I love this title. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I think you, and it totally makes sense though that Shakara. I mean, yeah, I, I was surprised at how upfront Shakara was, but she's still holding back some key bits to protect herself, which completely makes sense, and I think it was an excellent choice. You literally, I mean, because technically, you literally are still asking for a friend. You and yeah. Campbell are in the shit yeah, together. Yeah, yeah, we're both in. <laughs> yeah, both you're both. Deep. You're both branded right. with Dendar's symbol. Yeah.
4: Right. So yeah, it wouldn't be good enough for just me to get out. I got to get him out too. Yes, if, exactly. If, if I want to get out,
2: right, right. Are you, Shakar, still undecided on that?
4: Well, I mean, I have a little more. I have a taste of power.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: It just got to do something, and maybe to get a little more power, like you know, kill somebody that could be a perfectly innocent person. <laughs>
2: So what is uh what is Shakara's opinion of Dendar right now?
4: I think I think deep down she knows Dendar's probably evil
2: mm-hmm. but
4: is completely in denial about that and trying to justify the decisions she's made and justify potential future decisions she will be making. Um especially with, with Geneva saying how uh Father Limerick Limerick? Limic? Limic, yeah was against Dendar and the father Lemek was definitely evil. So if he's against Dendar, maybe Dendar's not evil. Mm-hmm. So she's, she's like grasping a straws. She's trying to figure out any way she can to make this right in her own head.
2: Yeah. I think you've, she's received a, she just has not received any hard facts or, no. um, or even, or even hard opinions. I mean, even Geneva wasn't sure what, Dendar's true motivations are. And you've, I mean, you've, yeah, you, Keck said that Dendar helped her. Um, Dendar, you know, help is helping you and Campbell. I mean, he gave Campbell a source of the goo and uh, a snow bloom. Um, yeah, I can see how, conf- how confused she got. Yeah, comes.
4: after the conversation with Izzy, she was definitely thinking, oh my God, Dendar is evil. What have I gotten myself into? And then she went and talked to Geneva, and it's like, oh, <laughs> maybe maybe that's not right. Maybe she's she's not completely evil, or not evil, or yeah, neutral. Neutral's fine. There's nothing wrong with being neutral. Yeah, right? we should
2: work with neutral. <laughs> uh, I think though you had you had a really good point though, and you asked Geneva like, why does this power have to be bad? Why cannot right. something decent come out of it?
4: If a good person uses power that was given from an evil person, but it's a good person using it, why couldn't that good person do good things with it? Right. It just the trick would be staying good, I think.
2: Exactly. I mean, will that power corrupt? Absolutely.
4: And what what do you have to do in order to keep or get more power?
2: Right. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Killing
4: Falzarin unless Falzran is proven to be evil killing Falzran will be an evil act
2: yeah yeah and i think uh, i think the, the both yes to get and to keep though i think the keep is the real kicker for yeah you can you can get it but if you do want to be able to wield it for good there still is a price to pay in which to keep that power um yeah it's interesting. I really like this arc for Shakara. It's really cool.
4: Yeah, it's super interesting. The other thing I was thinking is that both my characters now have disliked Falzarin.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So That's I don't know really if you boring. had
4: that in mind when you set up the thing for Dendel uh, for Falzarin <laughs> to be killed.
2: Oh, <laughs> uh, honestly, it was just emergent storytelling with our game. It's all it. It's all it really is. I mean, I mean like. Could have been. How easy would it have been to pit Shakara against Shaft? I mean, Shaft's already conducts himself very shadily.
4: Yeah, but I think Falls much more uh, passive about it. Shaft would have been a lot more in my face, and that probably would have come to a head much sooner.
2: Much more quickly, yeah, yeah. absolutely, yeah.
4: And probably one of them would be dead by now.
2: Right, right. How do you think? How do you think things would be right now? Uh, if you had not taken any action that day at the Knowledge Center against Falzerin.
4: If I hadn't flame breathed them?
2: Yes, if you hadn't flame-broiled Falzerin and had had been able to keep yourself under control, what, what? how do you think some of these events would be playing out right now?
4: If I had calmly brought up... If I had even like just mentioned to the group what I had done and told them all about Dendar... We would be, uh, everything would be completely different right now because we would potentially be on a quest to get me out of this pact right now.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true.
4: But, I mean, we don't have a history of talking to each other much.
2: Yeah, I know, I know. Can you imagine if, like, the four of you were talking to to Izzy and you're like, I think we should all go talk to Izzy about Dendar. And, like, I don't think, I don't know that Chaff would want to at all. No, I don't know what. I don't think Falzer. Why would Falzer want to go talk to Isabella about anything? I don't. Right. <laughs> I don't know. But think of the position that would put Isabella in. Although, again, she even even as players, as a player, like you know that, that Isabella was up front with you. But of course, Shakara. I mean, Shakara's got to take a stranger at their word for, right. for whatever that is yeah. worth to Shakara. That would that would have been really interesting for me too to to be role playing <laughs> Isabella. It is funny. Yeah, that's true. If you, if you were up front, things would be a lot different, yeah.
4: But, so that's that goes back to Shakara, at least in the back of her mind, knowing the situation's not right, because she is somewhat ashamed.
2: Right, she's still of, of hiding it. things.
4: Yeah, and she doesn't mm-hmm. want the others to know. It's not because she's being deceptive, it's because she is ashamed of what she let happen.
1: Mm-hmm. And
4: she dragged Campbell into this, or Campbell dragged her into it. Either way, yeah, yeah. they did it together.
2: That's true. I mean, there were two keys, though.
4: Yeah, at any point, either one of them could have said no. That's true. But I wanted to be a warlock.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and it did kind of seem like a package deal, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, maybe, I hope we get back to the mainland. I mean, as much as I'm enjoying the time in Heraclion, I will be interested, I'm interested in checking in with Campbell.
4: Yeah, Shakara definitely needs to talk to him.
2: There's yeah. so much
4: she needs to say to him, yeah. and hopefully he has information for her because there's lots of stuff he's mm-hmm. supposed to be figuring out too.
2: Yep, absolutely.
4: Definitely, it'll be interesting.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, that's cool. Let's get everybody back on.
4: Okay.
3: I think that's that's pretty much it, right? That takes us to the end of yes. of the last episode. Yeah. Um, we had a couple of que- question comments.
4: Uh, Super McDad posted some stuff into our Discord, um, which. Leland and I pretty much answered.
2: Oh. Ah, okay, cool. There you go, Davey Dave. Well, uh, Jess has, has a few. She says that there's lots that she wants to ask, but isn't quite clear on what we some of us do and don't know.
4: Hopefully this after party will clear up some of that.
2: <laughs> yeah, right. She asked, though, I thought the magic that Isabella practices was forbidden in Heracleon. Does Falzern plan to reveal to anyone... In her on that she is his patron
3: so um two things i guess um revealing that there's a um patron pact thing going on there is one is one thing that falzerin's keeping in his back pocket and also revealing her true identity and magic that she uses all that sort of stuff is another th- kind of card that falzern is is keeping close to his chest in his hand that may or may not be played based on how things play out um whether there's a confrontation and I don't know I don't know what Falman's gonna do with that information it's certainly i look at I look at it as some ammunition that Falzern might be able to fall back on should he need to shaft has that card too you know yep. That's true. Yes, he
2: does, yeah.
3: So it'll be really, really interesting. We we haven't quite made it there yet in any play sessions, so i that's one of the things I'm really excited about is how these this elder Izzy situation's gonna play out. Yeah, I can't wait to play. But great question, as always,
2: Jess. It's a good question, yes. Thank you, Jessica. I do just give you a hard time. You know that. Um the 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 A lot of the time it feels like we have a lot of content which we do uh usually in the backlog but it also feels like we don't achieve very much and like there's always so much that i know you all want to do and some of our just like it's a shame sometimes when we don't get to do a lot of that stuff i mean i know um Again, I fucking bitch about the NPC guests every time, but they do interrupt everything. <laughs> so that's 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 one huge factor. <laughs> that's one huge factor as to why a lot of these threads don't get, you know, uh, resolved or 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 tidied up um in a timely manner. Just shit happens. I mean, I I guess in within the game life kind of happens.
3: I guess if you want to Take responsibility for telling Matthew Jude that we're
2: going to have to cancel. Jude yeah, that's uh, Jude feud. I've already sent him three messages to that fact, and he has yet to reply.
4: Because so. <laughs> I've been sending him messages saying, don't
1: listen to Leland. <laughs> <laughs> he has heard that you're very muscly.
0: <laughs> yeah. I would argue Keck did advance the story. Yeah, I agree.
2: I know so when I when I say interrupt I don't necessarily mean they're interrupting any type of advancement but they are interrupting specific goals I think. I know one thing that Falzerin wanted to do immediately when he got to Heracleon was talk to Catalina. And look yeah, how long true. that has been delayed. You've already been here 2 days and that hasn't even been a thing really on anybody's radar just because so much other shit is happening. Falzerin's been a busy boy. <laughs> yeah. It's got a busy social calendar. I
1: mean, <laughs> it's all about Falzer, and we've talked about this.
2: <laughs> He's the fan favorite. What can
3: I say? Yeah, no, I I mean, we've, I don't know how much we've talked about this on mic and off. That, certainly, we've talked about it extensively off mic, but I really like the NPC guests as much as they they maybe. I do,
1: too let's not go down, down that rabbit way.
2: hole again yeah. i know yeah, okay. everybody fucking likes npc guys all right we get it <laughs> 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 she, she continues she continues to ask um she says i remember a while back you guys talking about adding certain things to your character flaw list aka trust issues for falls and after Brendel, does that just does that just guide role play or do some flaws ever impact the challenge level of making a role uh, that's a really good question, as usual, and I think generally those flaws are strictly for roleplay, but a lot of ways through roleplay you can affect different story beats, right? And I think it's feasible to say that if, if a character comes up uh, into a certain situation and they have a specific flaw, that I could give them disadvantage on a skill check that they are rolling.
1: Yeah, I mean, with uh, Mia and Alomar, for instance, right? Like, one of my flaws, I wrote, I get very defensive if someone attacks Beric, my family, or Thor. That's one of my flaws. There you go. So, like, you could be, if Alomar was like, whatever, I had to do some roll, you could give me disadvantage for telling him to shut up.
2: Exactly. Like, if (laughs) if I had, yeah, if I had gotten you to make a persuasion roll, maybe, in the time. But also... I think, uh, especially during these longer-form role-play periods, I ask for very few skill checks. So, so I don't think that opens up that opportunity a lot. One, because I feel like most of the time asking for excessive skill checks, it's just, it's just going to bog everything down. And it breaks, it breaks our immersion. I think it breaks immersion in general. And I also think that a lot of the times, be- because the four of you are gr- such great role players that I don't necessarily need a number to determine with whether or not what you are saying is convincing or aggressive enough uh, or deceptive enough a lot of that time.
1: What are fishermen going to do? I got real riled up. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
2: uh. So, so, yeah, I mean, we... I, th- I mean, Elena even mentioned like, yeah, I don't. You th- it mentioned that Falzern has trust issues, but she didn't feel like Bill is role playing those trust issues.
3: There hasn't been there hasn't there haven't been a lot of opportunities for Bill. For the that whole to Keck
1: thing. Up. Come on.
3: I guess okay.
1: Hi, I'm Falzern. It's like all right. right,
3: but like I don't think introducing yourself by name is all that crazy.
1: I don't
2: know. Yeah, to, to what severity are you gonna take that flaw, right? Right. Like, father's gonna walk around everywhere with a with a dark hood over his head and not say a word to anybody unless he's casting a fireball. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> right. It's a personality trait too, right? I mean, who he is, he he, he would struggle as a personality yeah. trait. He's that kind of guy. Yeah. And then you know, occasionally he, I'm sorry, he might come into a situation where he goes, "Oh shit, I probably shouldn't have said that." Right. Yeah, exactly. I think this
3: new flaw that, that Falzern has developed, this kind of scar is, is very contrary to the type of person that he's been his whole life. So it's, it's not, it's, it's in his nature to be more outgoing and friendly to people. But at the same time, he's got a bit of, um, contrast going on, um, Internally. a bit of tug of war. Yeah, Exactly.
2: Because Falzern being slower to trust and less likely to form trusting relationships does not mean that is the same for the other way around. That does not mean that he does he doesn't present himself as being a trustworthy person for strangers. So that still also I think fit, factors into okay. Falzern's overall civility towards a new a new person just passing out on their porch.
0: Yeah, sure. I think I'm trying to. Sort of with Shaft trying to help Falzarin understand, uh, you know, his limitations on you know wh- the things that he needs to you know shut up.
2: You know, <laughs> right. you don't
0: need to say that. Hey, yeah. you know, this is probably for the best. And and in in turn, I think Leland said it at the last after party, sort of like taking Shaft's taking him under his wing to a degree and teaching him some things that he had maybe learned in his past. You know, false. So, that how he much uh,
1: gold would Shaft have left for that scroll? None.
0: Absolutely none.
1: <laughs> Nothing. So you're not teaching him well enough.
0: <laughs> well, I don't know any. I wasn't. I couldn't even see him take the scroll. <laughs> he was invisible. <laughs> but no, I would have. I if I would have been there with him, I would have went. What are you? What's your conflict here? Take the goddamn thing. Is what he would have. What Shaft would have advised. Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: And she finishes just congratulating us on meeting our first Patreon goal. Woo, woo! Which, for those unfamiliar, uh, means that four times a year we will be producing uh, what we're calling mini campaigns, which are a little longer form than just like a like a two uh, to three hour one shot. Maybe more like four to six. Who uh, probably longer with us? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So Ten to twelve.
1: Uh, that's kind of long, but it's uh oh.
2: She she continues. Does this mean we finally get a DM session from Elena? Ooh, uh-huh.
1: we didn't <laughs> discuss that.
2: <laughs> and 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 finishes with uh, if there are any RPG systems that we are excited to play for the mini campaigns, as we are using it as uh, a, 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 an excuse, I, <laughs> uh, more than anything, to to try different systems and and change it up a bit just even for us too i think it could be very refreshing uh and prevent the main show from potentially becoming stale for us as players
1: i feel like john really really keeps mentioning cthulhu he really really wants to play it
2: no i do i want to play call of cthulhu yeah
3: I think i'm on board with that it, call of cthulhu sounds interesting and it's That's one gotta of the, the more popular one. ones right like there's probably a reason why it's played so much so i'd be up for that uh, there's so many out there though. man it's like overwhelming trying to decide what which ones to look at
1: i mean patreon only polls we don't have to decide we can just poll
2: that's right. We will be putting up a, a poll uh, that is one of the benefits of being a $5 backer or higher to, one, get access to this exclusive uh, mini-campaign content and to be able to have a say in which system. And, hey, any suggestions for systems?
0: Yeah, I think the two I'm excited about doing is Into the World because you all play yourself. Yeah.
2: Uh, What?
4: And then the other
0: one. Yeah. yeah.
4: I don't want to play myself. uh...
1: (laughs) (laughs) I hate myself. (laughs) Okay. Come on.
3: We all know
0: that's not true.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Shut up.
0: (laughs) Paranoia is another fun one. We've done that. We've played that once before. And and that's, it's, it's really chaotic. I can
1: definitely play paranoid person. Is that where you play yourself or no? No. (laughs) Tin hat. Yeah, maybe maybe I'll DM one of these days. I mean, we are in the middle of a pandemic with all the time in the world. But then, do I take the time to come up with a campaign? No, but should I? Probably. No, you don't. You don't have to
4: make one up. You just go to a DM's guild or any other place where that has
1: tons of things you could download, and use. Yeah, familiarize myself with one. There you one go. Right. To to run it. Yeah, yeah.
3: And that's a that's a good point, Dan. Like I've got when there's been handfuls of sales now on dm's guild and i've nabbed up this or that or the other supplement or whatever book about a, a different campaign that was on sale so like there's there's a ton of content that i already own that
2: that elena and i can look into so let's freaking do it. we'll put a one shot out on the main feed i want to play again
4: i found a yep. i've got another one shot too
1: yeah okay
3: yeah, I, th- I think that's a good point too, Leland, that um, we still do want to do one-shots on the main feed as well, I think, right? We we yes, have come sir. to that decision that mm-hmm. just because we have Patreon now and we're going to have some more content that, that's available to patrons doesn't mean that we're not going to do one-shots on the main feed that'll be free as well. So so that'll be good. I don't know. I don't, I'm a little bit... <laughs> I don't think I'm going to go for a Romanian accent this the next time we do a one-shot, but we'll see what I can come
2: up with. I don't know. If if Evan plays again, we should just continue. I want to you're get continue into continue
1: with the same characters.
2: I want to play Jacques again. Yeah, oh,
1: I love Pam.
3: Yeah, Jacques and Pam were pretty cool.
4: Y'all level up and you'll go through my fun house.
3: I like the concept of Judge Dredd. I just, doing that accent makes me sweat.
1: When you say fun house, you're talking circus clowns or something? I'm talking oh.
4: Funhouse.
1: Oh no, her smile, you guys—it's so <laughs> evil. <laughs> evil smile. <laughs> that laugh. <laughs> we talking? Oh, Pam, Leland, and I need to have our off-mic moments together, like the rest of you got to have. So nope, everyone... you missed out. Everyone off-mic.
2: <laughs> You had your opportunity, and it's gone now. (laughs) We'll just shit-talk the rest of them, just you and I.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Well, our number one fan, Mike, said he he loved the March Madness. He loved getting the extra episodes, and he really liked the brackets. Unfortunately, uh, he wanted to have Rugar sweep the finals, as did I. And he wanted to see Rugar go up uh, against Barry, good-for-nothing, the badger. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, first Good off That's uncalled for Barry should I mean, he almost made it Rugar was right there yeah. But Barry was obviously the best He just got
2: shit on <laughs> Yeah Poor Barry Barry was not the best Oh, poor Barry Yeah Barry Destroyed Blake Likely, though Yeah, he did
4: Rightfully I so I every
3: minute of, of that
4: He was tired of being kept in the drawer All those years of being in the drawer
3: yeah, <laughs> he got his revenge after after all.
4: He likes all the extra content. He can't get enough. He likes it when we kick each other off mic. It keeps the story moving and interesting. Uh, he knows it's a lot of work, but he loves, the, he loves it. And he told Leland to stop complaining about his comment. And he says, we do a great job of weaving each of the stories and backstories together. And I'm supposed to not let Leland let the compliment go to his head. All right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do a fantastic job. Thank you.
1: I don't listen to a ton of other podcasts, but I feel like we do something special there, and we just, like, really make it work and make it us. So I'm glad people like it.
2: Not every podcast has Leland Steel, so, yeah, it's something special. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, there's, there's I'm that not too. doing my
4: job, Mike. Sorry, I Leland let you down. Leland
1: Steele is uh, wearing sleeves today on his shirt.
3: Don't so. hurt yourself trying to reach around to pat yourself on the back there, buddy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I myself, i to
2: reach around from the ninth level of the abyss. <laughs> not to toot
1: my own horn, but toot-toot.
3: Rotator cuff injuries are a real thing.
1: <laughs>
3: yeah, I don't. I don't think many other people do that. The off mic thing. I'm sure there are some, but it's not really common. And I, I really like it. I think it's interesting. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear that
0: that listeners like it too. I did want to bring up uh, the cool new fan art page we have now on our on our website. Uh, Jessica has uh, just finished the picture of Shaft, which is awesome. He is quite so handsome. So you should go check that out. Yeah, he of course is. he is. <laughs> Very yeah. good looking. A well, handsome
3: halfway. little hobbit. <laughs> yeah, no, Jess has done a fantastic. I really, oh, I'm such an idiot. She asked me, like, eons ago for some description of what Falzern's face looked like, and I just locked up under pressure. So Falzern's drawn, except for his face, basically. <laughs> Jess is Jess is very talented. Yeah, definitely check it out. All right. Uh, contest? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One more order of business before we let everyone go. Um, we, I think we had mentioned we are going to do a giveaway starting uh, April 1st.
2: Oh, what day is it? <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> Today
4: is would, April 1st. I would
1: April That
3: was like an <laughs> April Fools joke, though. <laughs>
2: yeah, that was yeah,
1: April Fools.
2: Very much premeditated. Well, I think that very distinctly makes us the fool. (laughs) Well,
3: a giveaway is never late, nor Uh is it early. It arrives precisely
2: (laughs) when it it needs to. (laughs) Uh.
3: So um, the main reason it didn't launch April 1st is because there was a bit of a ball dropped on getting you uh, beloved listeners an opportunity to, to get a bit of bonus entries into the contest and we didn't get that out in time um, included in an after party or an episode or whatever. So just so you're aware this is going to be your instructions for how to get super bonus entries. I think we're gonna do um, we're gonna be crazy and give you 10 bonus entries if you tweeted us or email us or get in touch with us whatever your preferred means of of getting in touch with us and use the hashtag hashtag voice of reason. We're doing a little hat tip to Shaft there. You'll get 10 bonus entries, and you can still enter via the normal means, which will be across all of our social medias. We've already mentioned it, but this is going to be a hand-painted mini done by John. If you want to take a look at some examples of stuff he's painted in the past, you can head over to our website. He's updated that with some great pictures on there, and and he's very, very talented, so I'm sure anyone who wins this will, will be getting a great product. We're also going to do this one will be public. This hashtag, if you if you hashtag at us with um, incorrigible party, and then pick one of your favorite NPCs or or player characters or, or whoever you want that that you like, uh, that'll be a bonus entry as well. But we wanted to do something that was a bit more special um, to make sure that the, the our loyal listeners who've been with us all along get an opportunity to to get a bit of a. A leg up in winning this prize so so get in touch with us with hashtag voice of reason best hashtag ever.
4: <laughs>
3: so that'll be starting the, the day that this drops which is which is monday and it'll be running for
0: seven days Pretty. all right let's wrap this up i've been john and shaft
4: i'm emily and Shakara. i've been elena and mia
3: i've been bill and Falzarin.
2: And I'm Leland Big Ego Steel. <laughs> Happy adventuring!
4: Uh, we just have to go to that commune somewhere in central Canada, somewhere.
3: Yeah. And then yeah, we're going to, to Alberta.
4: <laughs> we
1: just all no. live together on the commune. I mean. A commune sounding pretty good now. If we're isolating, I mean, would we be breaking the law? No, because there's groups of five people or more are banned. We are five people. It's perfect. Leland, you're forever alone. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) You can have Frankie.
3: (laughs) You can never have a spouse now, Leland. We can't have a sixth person.
2: Well, you know what? It was kind of already until one of us dies. Yeah, until one of you dies.
1: Until John dies, then you get Emily. hey we
0: don't know is that the consolation prize
1: or
2: we don't know who's gonna go first
1: he's he just turned 50 come on so
2: if emily goes first i get john then right he's
1: got a foot in the door man (laughs) yes that's right (laughs) box ticking you and john check up oh my gosh if john does die first i'm gonna sound so mean